From week to week, we're going to talk about great moments in FIFA 23. Seeing as it's shapeshifters, I want to talk about a style of player that shifted the shape of the game. Size, speed, shooting, and so off. When the ability to use real-world players, previously useless in FIFA for decades, revealed its lanky face in September, a universal, unequivocally deep cheer was resonated into the community by those who had always believed these real-world titans to be represented. For a glorious period, there were differing ways to play people, FIFA. People like Haaland, Leao, Soloff, and Baby Cantona became iconic, culminating in everyone's most likely experienced Player of the Month, Alexander Soloff. Then, in a way only EA could, they broke the game by fixing it. No longer could you dominate, no longer could you play through the middle, and the birth of the byline cook-back goal returned. Little did people realise they had never had it so good. Yet, I imagine those who complained then complain about cutback goals now. But for one brief moment, it was glorious. This is your Nothing But A Foot Thing podcast and joining me tonight for our part two, to his unequivocally enjoyed part one, is my good friend, Annoying Mouse, who I imagine is Annoyed Mouse, given that they took a king and turned him into a eunuch. I've got to ask you this. Are you sore about Sorloff, or do you believe he has so much juice that a Kardashian could get him acquitted? Um, well, I've, I've had a, I've had a, well, firstly, good evening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've had a real mixed bag from getting home from work and my phone trying to yeet itself off the kitchen side with the amount of notifications I had coming in. Um, to then sort of realising that this card was a centre-back. Um, but it's that's been a couple of hours now, um, and we've moved forward, and I've found a way to get him in the team, and I still think he can do a job at striker. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll go we'll go through that, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I think he should have been a left wing. He could have been a cam. Any you know, right mid, anything like that, you know, with a secondary position at striker. But you know, I think a card like this at this stage of the game, if that goes in at a ninety-three striker, it will break the game because, like you alluded to, a lot of people you know love lengthy at the beginning of this game. It opened up a whole the plethora of new players that you could use inside this game, and it's fantastic. But I'm one of the ones that didn't let it go, and I've I've stuck to my guns, and I've remained lengthy as Kev would say, um, for the for the whole of this FIFA. And, you know, I've it's well documented that I've, I still use Solov's player of the month now and he's on 975 goals. So I can't retire him just yet because he's got to get them 25 because he needs to hit four figures. So, um, but yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've kept lengthy players in my club all year and it's, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been a revelation, you know, not having to use the same players as everyone every Every week, I don't know the last time I came across someone who was using Sawloff. To be brutally honest, um, so I kind of like that fact that I, I feel quite unique. I like being that. able to use that card. You know that no one else is using it, and people must see him up top at the beginning of the game and go, "What the fuck is he using him for?" And then he slaps a hat trick past you, and you go, "That's why he's using him." <laughs> so yeah, 
we, we can we, we're going to have a good talk about that, that era later on. Yeah. But um, now, last week after we spoke, um, we afterwards spoke about this real big list of improvements that you had yes. and ways in which FIFA could be made into a a better game. And we didn't get to talk about it. And tonight we're going to go through that list and we're going to talk in depth about what needs to be done, but won't necessarily happen. And we will be basically asking how to make a better game, but we also may be asking if FIFA can ever be that game in its current model. Now, we've had a new campaign come out. I know the last pod was absolutely amazing. Um, the OG crew really got into it. And without those guys, we wouldn't have a pod. So shout out to them and also Martin. Um, I do have a rash. Um, so either I've given you something or your jockstrap already had something. So you, you probably want to get that checked or your wife's probably going to get really annoyed and suspicious. So uh, shout out to Martin. Either he's a player or I don't wash. Um, moving on. So, Mouse. I'm really glad to have you on tonight because I really like what you've got to say. Um, you're a straight shooter. And <laughs> of all the things that happen, um, Saul off dropping tonight is kind of what made me want to talk about that era from the past. Um, but yeah. before we get into all that kind of stuff, we've had kind of content in this kind of shapeshifter campaign that's happened. Um, before we get into the content, do, is there anything in this campaign that has made you go, oh, wow, I really want to be a part of this? Um, yeah, I mean, the grind's, the grind's not too bad. I mean, it's nice to have player picks back. Um, it's nice to have that, you know, the other grind back as well. But I, I, we're in June. Um, like I alluded to you earlier that there's nothing to do in the game. So well, you can go and play the menus or happy days. Well, I can do it on the app while I'm meant to be working. But, you know, I I want to play the game. So if I if Soloff hadn't have come out, I wouldn't have played the game between potentially Saturday to Thursday, maybe even Friday. Um, but I want to I want to play the game. But there's nothing to drive me to play the game. You know, I said earlier, what a great idea would be to have, all right, you go and win X amount of games and you get... 30 common gold cards, you win X amount more, you get 50, you get 100, whatever else, and it's repeatable. That's a great way of being able to grind this game without having to just rely on menus. You know, otherwise it's it's 6K a, it's 6K a player pick. Now, a lot of people will have burnt their clubs through tots. And I think a lot of people will be in that vein and, you know, have I got, have I got the energy to then just go and buy them all or have I got, I've definitely not got the energy to do BPM, not in a million years have I got the energy to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that side's massively lacking. It would be nice to have that outlet via gameplay that you can also get cards to then do menu work, but that's not there at the moment. It's nothing. There's nothing. That really surprises me because we've had um, two um, lengthy strikers come out, I believe in mm -hmm. Rudiger and in Rijkaard. Yeah. And I'd have thought they'd have been the kind of players to bring you back in. Now, is that is that a price issue, or is it just you find the idea just too obtuse? Um, I think, yeah, price would come into it, but I think also probably my brain. 
sounds odd, but my brain won't work that Rudiger will be a good striker. My brain won't comprehend this. Yeah, I, I struggle, I, I've always struggled with this in FIFA that like Sorloff, hence I will use him at striker. I won't use him at centre-back because they, <clears throat> to me, he won't work as a centre-back. Um, yeah, that it would be nice. And I think that Rudiger, Rudiger card is absolutely nuts and it would work really, really well. Um, but for me, it's if it was a player I liked, if Van Dijk was a striker, I think it's slightly different because he's a Liverpool player and I think, yeah, it's, it's completely out of out of reach of my coin balance. But from that point of view, yeah, I'd want to try and grind that to get that massively. Um, but, you know, there's, it's not just about that. You know, that I use that um, Vitinha card and he's absolutely nuts. Like, I only played three games with him today. You know, and that's a card that's way out of my realm of what I'd normally use. But he feels really, really good. I know we're getting towards the end game and everyone sort of starts to feel good anyway, but... You know, even a card like that, like that Socrates, yeah, that interests me massively. Yeah, nice big, big defensive mid. He, you know, he interests me. But apart from that, you know, I'm looking at it now, and there's, you know, there's not a lot to to excite me in there. To be honest, it lacks dynamism. It's not a dynamic yeah. team. I think about shapeshifters last year, and I think about Abedi Pele getting the five star week port and moving to the Bundesliga because he played there for a week, yeah. and like getting that card, and everybody just being like, "Oh my god, this card's unbelievable." We've not seen that. I've seen people compare Rijkaard to like, "Oh, this is the Ibrahimovic we should have got," but it's it's not it's not Ibrahimovic's body type. It's Rijkaard's yeah. body type. And also, you then have to deal with the um, the the as you say the 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 split second responsiveness of oh that's Rikard, you yeah. know. And if you can adjust to that, great, more power to you. But it is a very difficult thing to do. And I think one of the most unimaginative things that's happened is changing lengthy strikers to centre backs. Um, yeah, what, what do you think of that? Do you, do you feel like? So, okay, let's take Saul off as an example. Yeah. Could have made him a central midfielder, could have made him a CDM, could have made him a uh, a wing a wing back, like a, a, a right mid slash right wing back. Could have yeah. done a lot of different things with him and could have had some really interesting results with lengthy players in those positions. Instead, along with Mitrovic, Becker, they've turned him into a centre-back. Why do you think this is? Um, I've I have a couple of views. I think first off, it's just sheer laziness on EA's part, um, which is nothing nothing new to anyone. But I also have another theory that I think cards potentially cards like that, especially the Soloff card, that if that's a ninety three rated striker or left wing that can play striker, it it will break the game. Now that's Soloff. Yeah, I've only played three games with him, but the agility raise. Yes, they've not raised it to stupid levels where you can't be lengthy, but that agility raise has made a monstrous difference to that card and he moves completely differently um, and he's a lot smoother and he feels much better. So I think there is that where he thought that that card comes out and if that card's a striker, you know, bear in mind, I know how well that card can work for myself. That card becomes unstoppable at points. You know, at certain points, these cards will become unstoppable. If that 96 Rudiger's a centre-back or a right-back or something like that can go to a centre-back, it will be absolutely mental. And I think, you know, they want to try and protect the team of the season cards as much as they can. 
because they're designed for those positions and they've earned them through gameplay throughout the year. Whereas this is a promotional card, it's not based on their performance or anything like that. So I kind of think there is a little bit of a protection over they've got that card for a reason because they don't want to upset the team with teams of the season just going that that's the best players in those positions, in those leagues. They don't want to try and harm them as much. That potentially, I think, could be an, I, an issue. I, I think you're giving them way too much fucking credit. I think <laughs> you put thought and inventiveness and attention to detail in your answer. Do, do you know what they did? Have you ever been to be a pro? Like yeah, when yeah. you build your pro, right? Yeah. And you select striker and the sliders move to what a striker has. Yeah. Or you click defender and the sliders go to what a defender is. They just took their stats and went defender and went, that'll fucking do. And literally um... just sent the card out. It really is. When you see it does feel like that. Yeah, no, I get you. The lack of imagination and creativity. I won't be surprised if they fucking designed it on footbin, like using the fucking (laughs) position modifiers and the mind, like, oh, what chem style should we put him on? Oh, look, he's a 97 striker. That's amazing. Hey, aren't we good? Let's go and do more fucking lines of cocaine and see how many more cockroaches we can put into this pie before these pricks notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It is probably down to just sheer laziness. You know, that's because that's what that's EA's mantra. Um, but you know, like some of the cards do look. You know, they do look really good. But you know, I I do agree with you. I'm I'm clutching at straws to find a a reason for what they've done. There's weekly cards. There's like, oh, I got Rykard. What was he like? He was really good, but he's not as good as Vitinha. Yeah. <laughs> like even though they're completely different cards, it's like yeah. Vatinha's got such a great body type, his movement, his acceleration. He's got all these great things. I did that SBC just because I like I, I needed another PSG player, and I just found him to be like butter man. He just he just went, just so smooth. Yeah. And um, I just feel like with these shapeshifter cards, it's like you get them in your team, you try them out, and the next shiny new toy that comes along, they're going to be the first thing you throw out the window. Yeah, because you're gonna be like, ah, yeah, that was fun, but it's not that great. It's like the the cruise card. Everybody was going ape shit over the cruise card, and now the further into the campaign we're getting, someone's taking him. Yeah, people are just like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna take it now. I've got Zambrotta and Socrates, and uh, that card's kind of shit. And it's like, how can they be this? It's like that fucking like, you know, mega evil corporation or headless chickens, and it's like. They, they, I don't think they're creative enough to understand a power curve because they've brought out this cruise card, which should be such a sought-after objective. And even people oh, yeah. who are burning through the game are trying to get there before he becomes irrelevant. Yeah. And it's like, what, why would you do that? And then on the other side, bring out these game-breaking cards like Zambrotta and Socrates, but not bring out game-breaking strikers to keep up with the curve like there's plenty of 99 pace strikers and why can't there be a 95 pace lengthy striker yeah you're right yeah 100 there's so much more they could have done um matip from liverpool would have been a fun yeah would have been really good yeah you know or somebody goofy maguire yeah, you know that would have been hilarious trying to get the ball to bounce off that wedge-shaped head. He'd be a he'd be a nightmare to deal with, like an absolute nightmare to deal with. But that but, would be fun, yeah, and it'd make it people be fun, play yeah. 
proper centre backs. Like, oh shit, I've got to play Ruben Diaz because he's, he's got a big dude, and I need a big dude. It's like basketball. Like, what do you mean you don't have a big guy? Well, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, that's how it feels yeah. with uh, yeah. shapeshifters. Um, having said that, um, you, you said you've done Vitinho and you played a few games with him. Um, as somebody who doesn't use that kind of player, what, what's, what's your first impressions? It just, I just felt nice on the ball. Like, you know, I, I, I don't left sit dribble. I don't, I don't use skill moves. I'm very A to B. I'm, you know, that's it. It's A to B with me. I'm not going through any other letters of the alphabet whatsoever. But, you know, even from my point of view, I could feel he was a lot more responsible on the ball. Like, you know, I could change direction very quickly. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of my limit to them. And his shooting spot on, his passing spot on, and, you know, that's, that's kind of where I look at a card from is, you know, does he do the basics? If he does the basics, happy days, he will get in my team. Um, I only did him out of dupes. I didn't plan to do him. He only came out of dupes. Um, and I thought, do you know what? I'll give him a try. He, you know, links to numerous different cards in the team and, you know, give him a go because I've been, I've been looking for a second striker. Um, to, to partner Saul off. I've been looking for a few, good two, three weeks now. I've had Kane. I don't know if still raves about Kane, but from my point of view, he's he's fallen a little bit behind the curve now. I agree. Um, I did get red Lautaro at the weekend. Um, started using him, felt really, really good. And he actually made, I actually tried, I, was, I do this every now and again, and I'm like, oh, I'll try and get some chem in my team. All falls apart immediately and I go back to my old team but I tried that Molina card you know the showdown is it Molina or the other one Come the one of the right backs the Argentinian La Liga right backs Molina is, yeah. yeah I tried him he's amazing a right back and I was like I remember shredding him when he first came out and I was like he was shit but no he was you know he was really good but it's nice to use cards like that every now and then but you know, will they make my team going forward? Probably not, because I like to have what I know and what works. You you have led to me getting so much abuse on Twitter. You know that. Because <laughs> I, for a long time, was like, I don't give a shit about chemistry. If they're on two, if, if they're on, if they have enough chemistry that they're the accelerate type I want, I don't yeah. care. And then I started getting really into chemistry um, and and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm playing players on no chemistry with no buffs and just being like, I just want my 11 best players on the pitch. And if I can get chem on them, great. And if I can't, I don't care. Like I've got, I've got push cast at right mid, like in a setup on like with the fucking question mark over him and he still goes out and he just fucking still destroys people. Yeah. And and Taliska and all those players and Kaka are just killing it for me, and it's like yeah the I you know I could have him on three chem, but it's like he doesn't need it, he doesn't yeah. need it, and the team doesn't need it, and I, and I'm not I'm not losing anything, like and and those little points don't really seem to be making a difference at this stage. There's um, a real yeah I mean with with chemistry obviously I'm one of the advocates that I don't believe not believe it but I don't think it makes as much difference as people think you know people like it because it looks good. Um, but from my point of view is I've used Soloff on, on one chemistry, maybe sometimes two for, since he came out in February, right? I've been in June now, but he's, <clears throat> he's on 975 goals and I very rarely use him outside of rivals or champs. So, you know, to me, a card that's got no right to be in anyone's starting lineup 
probably not even on their bench in June. Still, you know, and he's he averaged one point. I worked it out earlier, but averaged one point four goals through the weekend league and rivals and qualifiers this weekend. And we're in June, bear in mind, right? So, and that's on one chemistry, and he's got an upper body in, injury. There you go, one of those fake nonsense injuries as well. So, <laughs> shout out to Trevs, yeah, just to put that to bed. But so, this is what I mean about Kem. What what highlights me was Bale. Bale was the one because I played Bale left wing as a starting left wing on his end of era card. Never had any chem, but he was amazing the whole time. And I just thought, what on earth is the point of trying to jam in players for chem that I don't like and I don't get on with when I don't need to? What's, there's no, there's zero point in it. Absolute zero point. Because I think, I think that for some cards, there is zero point. There is, yeah, there is certain, some, certain examples, yeah. You like to have that little bit of a pace boost. Like if you can get your centre backs on two two chem and you can give them yeah. that plus four acceleration, it does feel like it makes a little bit of a difference. But outside of that, I I, I genuinely don't feel it at all in any players. Um, and and I think that if you can if you can differentiate between ninety four top speed and ninety eight top speed <laughs> while you're in the heat of a game, I think you might be full of shit. Yeah, I think you are. I think there's certain times that you need you need chemistry like this Sorloff. This Sorloff, for me to work him how I need to work him, he has to have three chem and there, there's absolutely no questions about it. Um, if you need chase and accelerate type, yeah, I agree with it. You know, and I agree with those type of things. But just as a standard player, no, don't need it. Like Mbappe. Like an Mbappe. There's no way Mbappe needs to be on any chem whatsoever regardless of what version he is because he's that fucking good in the game doesn't need chemistry he's that good but people go oh he's got to have free chem because he's going to get one extra one extra whatever and it's like no your life becomes if you forget about chem and you play the 11 players that play best for you you will get more wins every single week like there's no you know i've i started this game out i didn't qualify for champs in the first two weeks yeah i'm now seeing that i've hit a 14 a couple of times you raised something, a couple of things really interesting for me. One of them I'm going to get to in a minute, but you said yeah. the best players for you. Yeah. Now, do you think people play with the best players for them, or do you think people play with the, what they perceive to be the best players? This is a really good question. Yeah, I, 100% I think people perceive, play with the players they perceive to be the best. So for my, you know, for my setup, I have one big striker and I like to have a small striker because they play against each other. Um, I then in my DM has to be a lengthy DM because I know that they need to get, they have that elastic leg trait. And no one believes in it, but it exists. Yeah. There's an elastic leg trait on the likes of Paulinia that they seem to intercept absolutely everything. Center backs. I have to have my center backs as lengthy right backs. I like to have a small, slightly smaller player. Um, but I like to have a good balance of players, you know, even like tactics. We won't go into that because it drives me insane. But, you know, from I like to have my left striker and my right wing both getting behind and then the right striker and left wing to be standard just because then there's you've got two, they're running in twos. So it's about finding how you want to play the game. There's no point me playing a player in a position for chemistry that doesn't do what I need them to do because it's it, it's detrimental to how I play. Yeah, 
I, and, and I, I was talking to you earlier about my fullbacks, and I was saying yeah. I have Kim, Kim Pempe and team um, flashback Kim Pempe and team of the season for Fana as my fullbacks, left and right, and they've never been beaten for pace. Yeah. Nobody's ever burnt them off. Whereas I've also got Thiago Mendes and um, Frimpong, and they have been dusted on the wings, and they're supposed to have ninety-nine sprint speed, and it's. It's about finding the players that suit your game best. Um, you were talking about your midfield. For me, I love having two real small guys at CDM yeah. or midfield because I just love being able to close the space from CDM to the wing. And I love that mobility of left to right. Um, I love having a left footer on the right, a right footer on the left. I like having a real dribbler passer at 10. I like a lengthy striker at nine like because I know yeah. that I, if I'm gone, I don't want to be caught. And if I've got yeah. some 99 sprint speed guy getting caught, I'll be pissed because I'll be like, well, it's clearly not. It's just full of shit. Yeah. You, you're just a liar. Um, one of the other things you said was talking about Soloff and making him work. What did you mean by that? And are you talking about using him as a striker? Yeah, this one. Yeah. So I've, I've, Done a bit of digging. I mean, I've I've played three games with him in rivals, and he's got nine goals, and he scored a hat trick in all three games. So, and that's with the new one playing him at striker. But I've now discovered that there is a way to 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 make him work. Um, so, if you, I had to put a four five one as a starting formation, um, but that puts him on full chem in mind now because I brought Modric back in for De Bruyne. So I've got him on free chem. Now, bear in mind, I only play Soloff on one chemistry anyway. But so as a point of view on his stats, now players like Becker, they destroyed when they move him to centre-back. But someone like Soloff, they actually haven't. Um, yes, he's lost a couple of pace. Um, but if then if he's on full chem, he still gets 88 finishing. That's that's not a problem. 88 finishing is not a problem for me because I use him on 89 finishing as it is. Um, I did notice his shot power was down. I mean, that's down 11 on what he'd normally be and his long shot's 12. But then when you start digging into the rest of it, you know, he gets he's much better at passing. Um, his vision's much better. Um, his agility actually goes up by 15, but he still stays lengthy. Now, Soloff going up 15 agility is massive because um, he also gets a 13 balance and it makes him so much better on the ball. I mean, his, his reactions goes up, his dribbling goes up. Composure's a little bit less, but it's they're both 90s, so it doesn't make too much, too many odds, to be honest. You know, he gets five extra aggression. So, yeah, I've, I'm going to have to start in a 5-4-1, but I've had to change one player in Modric. That Put Modric in for KDB. That's all I've changed to now have him on a pretty much similar similar card to what I had previously. Yes, his work rates are going to hurt because he's flipped to medium high rather than high medium. But then again, he's gained a weak foot. And, you know, I've scored some goals. I've, I've, you know, I'm going to post them out, but I've already scored some goals that the 88 has scored identical already. So, and, you know, I've only used them for three games. So there's a way around this. It's not, you know, it's a ball ache because he shouldn't be a strike. He shouldn't be a centre back. He should have been put somewhere else a hundred percent, but it's not, it's not as bad as it looks, but I can make that card work for me and my team. But that's because I know very well how that card reacts and how it works. And this is what I mean about using cards you like 
over cards you perceive to be good because you're always going to do better with them. Sim- simple as that. You'll always do better with them. Do you feel that you've become incredibly used to his body type? Yeah, I think I know that I can I can cook Van Dyke with him. So, you know, that's just and that's just sheerly how I play with him. That I know when to knock the ball forward, I know when to press L2. And I know I know how he works. So that's why I've used him. That's why he's outstayed his welcome by X amount of months, because I know how to use that card and how to use him best. But if you give me someone like Kane, it's probably why I've struggled a little bit more because I don't fully know how to utilise him because I haven't used him for as long. So, Kane, for, I really liked Kane um, because he, to me, was a dribbler passer. He had great yeah, passing ability. Really and, I, and I kind of like two centre-forwards at 10 and 9 because yeah. I always feel like one of the biggest one of the biggest fall downs of Abraham is lack is his lack of ability to link play. He's a finisher of play, but he's not necessarily involved in the build up. Yeah. And with the way defenses operate, you really need a striker that can bring the ball. It's going to sound weird, this that can bring the ball out of the box and recycle it um, if he has his back to goal. Yeah. Um, looking at that Soloff card um, and the way you've described him. Um, I I could see him. It's going to sound crazy in a four four two. I've got I'm, I've been playing 4-4-2 lately and I've got Taliska on the left wing and he scores yeah. so many headers from Kaka crosses from the right and I could just see Soloff just being really you could almost knock back all of those shooting issues by having him as a left winger that just sort of cut inside and got it to the box um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think right, yeah. Um, but he's definitely it's so weird that they gave him striker traits because they gave I went through the. I gave. I did some research for the show on Friday, um, going through trait increases, and they really gave um, some real like trait boosts to people. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they gave Van Persie swerve passes and flare passes um, as a cam. You know that really took that card into a whole new level. So I'm surprised they didn't give him power header, um, which a lot of centre backs yeah. have, um, which is. Uh, if you don't know this, power header is really useful for scoring from corners, but it's also really useful for heading the ball out from corners. And if you've ever had Van Dyke at centre back and you've conceded a goal from a corner, get good. <laughs> That's it. Because he's, he's just that guy so big, jumps yeah, yeah. so high, and you should always be able to stop him. Um, power head is a really important trait, unless it's Chris Smalling. For some reason, that dude like just jumps, it, yeah. he just jumps from the eighteen yard line. Yeah. <laughs> he's like it's like Air Jordan. <laughs> he just flies through the air. I mean, to be fair, I'm someone that scores a lot of corners anyway. So like, you know, Solov's actually gone up for that. He's he stayed ninety nine heading, but he's actually gone up for jumping. So. At six foot four, you don't you don't need a monstrous jump on him anyway because he's he's big enough as he is. But I score a hell of a lot of corners as it is, and that's not through me being a twat and you know knocking it short and stuff like that. It's generally me putting it in the box and knocking it in with my head, um, doing it properly rather than exploiting something. But it's yeah, he's you know again in the air. So if you're someone who plays wide play and knocks it in, you're not from a striker point of view. He's still going to bury everything anyway. So, yeah. What's his attack positioning? Um, That's what I'm mostly so interested on, in. On a, on a full chem, I think it was 80, 83 mm-hmm. on full chem. So, his, I use him on 90 normally. 
So it's a drop of seven. And, you know, I did note, again, that coupled with the work rates, that did make a difference. And I noticed he wasn't where the problem, because I've used him so much, I know where he's going to be on the pitch. So I know where to look for him. But any yeah, a couple of times he was a bit stepped back and he wasn't going as forward. But you kind of count if you put him on get getting behind, it kind of counteracts that you know, that lack of going forward on the on the work rates. One must not discount the psychological warfare of one, going out in five four one, which is very right. <laughs> yeah. And two, of having to get gridded on by a fucking centre back. Exactly. This is my point. So this is my point now that in weekend league that I'm going to start in a five four one, go move to my four two four, and score with a centre back. Saw off. That's and um, that's going to bring me so much joy in weekend league because I'd be raging. For listeners of the show, you can get insurance on your pads from your closest Best Buy in America or from Curry's in the UK, where for £12 or $15, you can get insurance and just take that broken piece of shit in after a mouse makes you smash it up. Because no one's going to expect it. No one's going to expect that card, really, for anyone to... Because if you look at that card on base value and you look at his finishing at 73 and stuff like that, you're going to sit there and go, that card's crap. But if you know how to use him and you put a finisher on him and he goes to 88 finishing, it's not you've a problem. Got, you've got to change your team name to Spanish Inquisition. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody will expect so a lot up front. They shouldn't. Be, like, no. Oh, he did a cheap SBC. He's probably got a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's severely, he's dedicated. He's yeah. dedicated. We're going to have to get you in contact with that guy. I, know, I, tried, like... I tried on Instagram. I did DM him on Instagram, but he's not having it. He doesn't use Twitter, so it's a bit of shit. But... We'll hunt him down. It'll be uh, easy to find. He's 6'4". He's Norwegian. We've met Ronaldo, so, well, we won't see, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> I don't know how to say anything about that without just coming across as a dick. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> we'll move on from that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I'm going to say, why the fuck did he bark at him? Oh, he's just a weirdo, isn't he? All right, cool, 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 cool. cool. a weirdo. That's it. We're going All on. right, moving on. Um, yeah. So we've also had Zambrotta come out, which for yeah. me is like just a, 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 I don't know, if you grew up watching him, if you ever had him in Championship Manager, you know yeah. that this guy could basically do everything. In in Championship Manager, he was a fullback midfielder striker. Yeah. <laughs> cracking card. Absolutely cracking card, that is. Have you done it? I've got the 88 left. But it's it's more of a point of where does he fit for me. That's my my issue. That's what I'm worried about. Um I'm I'm wor- I'm like, how do I fit him in and how do I fit everybody else in without just just fucking more players like with no chemistry. Like eventually yeah. my team is just going to be all question marks and a guy EA going, why are you mocking us? I'd be like, because you're mocking us, motherfucker. Um, I used his, what's he, his 80, is 89? The bald one. Yeah, I, I used that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that uh, was great. I used him at right back, left back, and he was, he was great the whole time. So He was a better left back than he was right back for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was because, it, I think, I, I, I don't know what it was, maybe at left back, on his right foot, he was cutting in more and the, the yeah. lack of top speed didn't really work out. But at right back, he used to get dusted quite a lot. Right, okay. Um, I don't know if that was a depth thing with me, but <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it could be. Um, I really like the card. Um, I think it's fairly priced for what it is. Yeah. At this stage. Um, I thought Kaka was fairly priced, to be honest. Um, if, you've, if you've used that card, that card's just a thing of beauty. Um, he just does okay. it all. I pulled his 93 last night from the icon pick. 
Oh, is, that the, is that the birthday one? Birthday. Yeah, it's birthday. Hey, have a crack with it, mate. It's yeah, seriously just, good. I think he'd have to go somewhere like a left wing for me, but... It, I, I've got him on the right. I, had, I tried him up front. I was oh, like, okay, this is okay. And then I put him on the right midfield, and his, his range of passing from there is just so good. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a bit like having a Beckham with pace um, and a finishing okay, of it. Yeah. Just actually, you know, it's just a, it's just a really good card. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of them cards that you end up doing skills with, even if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Because you're just like, it's caca. And then <laughs> you, you do, do you do all. something like you did. I bet you've still not re- recreated oh, that I've trick. I've got no idea. Yeah, I've got no idea. <laughs> That's why no I'm right. People tried to work it out for me, and no, even no one really came up with a full-blown idea of what I'd done. So, I did something the other day where I, f- I, I chipped the ball. The ball came into me, I had my back to the goal, and I chipped the ball with my foot and then spun round, you know, like like Pele style. Yeah. And and scored, and I was like, how did I do that? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I just did it, which just makes me feel like I'm hitting. It's not what happens, yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew how to do it. Yeah. Um, so we've also had um, Icon SBCs, and and I'm a, I, I know people get really good pulls out of these things, but I'm kind of of the opinion that these Icon SBCs at this stage just seem a bit ridiculous when you've got the kind of SBCs popping up that we've been having. Like, I don't know why you do an Icon SBC when Kaka's out. I don't know why you do an Icon SBC when Zambrotta's out. Like, you know, I know that you see people getting like, oh, I got Pele or I got Zidane. But it's like, how many of those things have you done? And what could you have done with that fodder? You I know? think it's because we're all gamblers. That's the problem. Like, you play this game and you 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 kind of revert to being a gambler. I mean, I got lucky. I got Kaka, put Berthen, I got Prime Vieira. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that because my luck this year has been horrific in all picks, packs and icons, heroes. It's been terrible. So... I've kind of due them, but you know, primes. I don't think primes should be in there anymore. We're at a point now that it's it, that's the equivalent of putting a gold player in a in a pick, like with you know promo and Bappes. That's you know, it's it's almost their base card now. A prime. I don't, you know, we should just be looking at the promo versions. I don't, I don't know why we're still. It's I know why because it stops people getting all the promo cards. But um, yeah, you know, something like that needs the prime dropping out of it. Just do it across all the promos and happy days, you know, run with it. But Yeah, know, I don't I, know why the primes are still in there. To me, it just no, seems a bit ridiculous. It is, um, yeah. Almost like a reason not to do it. Yeah. Like, like it's counterintuitive. Like, I look at that and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because, like, as soon as I see the word upgrade, I'm like, no. No, I'm not doing any upgrade packs. No. Okay, you want to you wanna throw a player pick at me that costs twice as much? Groovy. I'm in I'm into that. But like and, and I swear to God, if 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 you if if you are doing hero fucking player picks, seek help. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing now. You're really there's nothing. Yeah. Even if you get the the foot upgraded Ginola, he's not gonna be that great. Okay, he's not with not. where the curve is now. No, if you're yeah, you're right. And 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 Torre isn't that great anymore. There's there are there are literally very few cards. Like if Dirk Kite, which is just the, one of the best Swiss Army knives, is like yeah. a shit pull, give it up. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel like right. Jordan in the fucking ad man. Like don't do it. Put it down. <laughs> it's not good. You know, respect your yeah. elders. You know. Don't gritty on them. Yeah. 
leave that to the eldest to gritty on you. Um, we've also had some uh, player picks. We've had this 81-plus player pick, which I got so fucking annoyed about because I ended up putting all my non-rares into the, the fucking non-rare one. Stop. And then I'm at the point now where, like, if I try and do an upgrade, I've got, like, an 84-rated squad to do yes, an upgrade. Yes, and and yes. I, I just I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I mean, the price, the price is phenomenal. You can't, you can't knock that price. Free was it? Free rares, four commons. You can't. You know, that's exactly what you want. If you didn't have a completely barren club like we all have, it would be great. But like I said, to to earn the cards, you know, they launched the other one on top. They killed silver. So, you know, the grind for me is is grind grounded to a halt because I can't, I can't be asked because there's nothing for me easy to go and get whereas i'd rather be able to go and grind gameplay to get said cards to put in the upgrade but... which comes into your earlier point yeah, um, it does. yeah exactly you, you were saying that there should be opportunities to earn free upgrades from doing things in the game yeah um even if that was like tournaments or use a silver team and win 10 squad battles with a silver team to get 100 silver rares Draft. Draft would be a prime example. You pay 15k coins to get in. Just make the packs not shitty fucking premium gold packs. Just put, all right, if you lose the first game, you get 20 rare, you get 20 commons or 10 gold commons, 10 silver. Do something like that. It would make so much more sense. And people will play the game and play draft. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then if you, you look at the upgrades, which is the, the they've brought out the, um, the um, shapeshifters got gold yeah. crafting, where you get Bamber at the end of it, which I think is an interesting concept. Yeah, um, a player reward for for grinding things. You also get some packs back from that, and I thought overall that's not a bad thing they've done, and it kind of gives you something to do. Yeah. But then making the rewards for the 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 bronze and silver upgrades, it's 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 a slow bleed. You know, getting those 11, you know, you have to, it's that grind of like, you need 22, you need 22 bronzes into two silver upgrades to get 10 silver cards Yeah. before you've even done. So it's going to take you 33 bronzes to complete that section at 200 yeah, coins a card. That, yeah, bottom one, yeah. So, and, and that's going to take up so much of your time. And you've really got to start asking yourself like, is 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 this worth it? Is this worth my time and effort? Like, I mean, I wouldn't have grounded it from the bottom. Luckily, I did nothing during Ultimate because I couldn't bothered. So I, I'd fin, I literally, I'd finished by eight, by eight thirty. I'd already done. I had Bamba done because um, I had, I had, the, I had it in my, you know, I had to go through all ten of those upgrades and stuff like that. But I didn't really spend any coins. But you know, if I had to grind that from absolute zero, I, d I don't think I got it in me to grind it through the menus. Just, I just can't be bothered. I I did some BPM, which just is so laborious. But like you're doing it, and it's a quicker way to get bronzes. But yeah. it, there comes a point when you think you've been doing a lot, and then <laughs> you've, you, you've, you've just done one overall upgrade, and you're like, "That took me twenty minutes." Yeah, that took me twenty minutes. And and it cost me ten grand. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and you have nothing back, and you just you just think, what's the point? You might get a Croatian manager. Fucking yeah. great, wonderful. Like I'll I'll put him on the fucking transfer list. Great. Or you might get black and white. Yeah, great. 
I'm wonderful. Fucking marvellous. Uh, BPM, guys. I, I, oh, Jesus, I bet you've seen a lot of fucking trains. Um, <laughs> they are, they're so, the warriors. Anyone still doing that? Jesus. Anybody doing BPM is... Uh, it just probably doesn't know what the kids look like or what they're... <laughs> probably doesn't have like... Probably has one of them rooms where like from the camera you can see stuff and then to the side it's just like... Just I've done it before. Yeah, I've done it before, but it's yeah, it's so tedious. But kudos to them if they if they can get it done, then then happy days to them. But I just don't, I don't know how they do it. But fair play if you can do it and it's worked yeah. out for you, and you've managed to save yourself five hundred coins on ten on every ten thousand spent. You you yeah, should probably do something else. Um, but what we've also had is a complete lack of any cup which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Like, all through Ultimate Team of the Season, they've had cups. They've now got this new campaign that is going to be around this week and next week, yet no cup. Why do yeah, you think that is? Um, I, 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 I haven't got... Uh, I, even me, with my sensible brain on, can't figure out why we haven't got a cup. Um, it's kind of... Well, it just feels like, oh, we throw it all at the menus. We just make them go to the menus and fuck the gameplay off, and just go make everyone go and go grind the game on the menus, which is the wrong thing to do. You know, you've got to cater for your entire audience. You can't just expect people to go and want to grind the menus all the time because I only grind grind the menus when I'm doing something else or I'm meant to be doing something else. You know, I like I wouldn't sit. I wouldn't sit on my p on my playstation grind the menus not in a million years i do it on my phone i prefer doing it on my phone it's because i find it quicker i find it easier and i'll do that when i'm doing other things you know um if i'm on the playstation that's my time you know it's, i've got three children um i've got a missus and you know if i'm going on my playstation i want to go and play something yeah you don't, I don't, I don't want to menu. grind the menus i don't want to do that so you know to have nothing in this game to go and play is an abomination really to be honest it's just not acceptable but no i agree with you and really the only thing we've seen um seems to be these sort of foot champions bonus objectives um we've had a new one drop today which is asking for four foot champions final matches win four with a full eredivisie squad and uh win four with a full squad of premier league players which seemed wildly disproportionate that you should have yeah, one of the best ultimate team team of the season squads in in the Premier League and then the Eredivisie. Um, yeah. Although I know they did Portugal um, and uh, I think demanded a bit more than that, didn't they? Uh, um, yeah, so we, what do we have? League of Portugal and then uh, Serie A, wasn't it? The other two, which we've been for. Yeah. I mean, so, I get the idea, but I'm not good enough to go and win with an Eredivisie team. I'm quite happy to admit that I'm not good enough to go and win those four games in foot champs. Well, and I win eleven, and I get eleven wins, and I'm not good enough to go and win four games. Yes, I will, but the amount of games I'll lose is not worth it. It's just not worth it. No, and 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 there's also another element of of game mismanagement yeah. throughout the year. We have had no reason to keep a Serie A squad. A yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. German squad, a Brazilian squad. We've had no reason to keep players in our clubs because there was no swaps after the World Cup. There's been no icon swaps. There's been none of this going on. And then come end of ultimate team of the season, after every league has been done, you then throw... 90% of those teams into SBCs because you're just like, yeah, fuck it, end of year, we're going to have some fun and we're going to have a laugh. And then they release these fucking objectives. And yeah. it's just, it screams lack of planning. It screams yeah, right, yeah. lack of care for the audience. It it gives us no time to prepare. Um, now, what it does is it doesn't make people go, oh, I'm going to go on the market and I'm going to buy the best Eredivisie team I can get. It just makes people go, well, the rewards are shit anyway, so I don't really care. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I could, yeah, all right. Could I get to eight wins with four Prem and four Eredivisie, you know, do those four wins? Yes, I could, and I'd get that entire objective. But I will potentially lose out on an, on a tot pick because I'll probably get to nine wins. So I'll yeah. lose a tot pick. Is it worth losing a tots pick? That's what I mean. You've got to try and work that out. Do you want do you want an eighty-five times ten or do you want a tots pick? That's where that was where my brain would be with those with that objective. Let's be even it more have to be that way. Let's be even more generous. Let's say that you include the 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 pack for the Premier League, the pack for the Eredivisie. Okay. Yeah. Is is it worth throwing away an eleven win weekend league to get eight wins and a twenty times 85. Um, no, because I don't think the weight's there on the 85 times 10. Uh, no, and also... I don't think the weight's there on the packet. Like, normally, when they first... The first iteration of the 85 times 10, they could not control the pack weight. Plus, there's not enough in packs. There's way too many gold cards in packs that you could that will screw that 85 times 10. All right, when everything's in, in packs and you've got, you know, two, 200 special cards in packs... You won't see the golds we're seeing. But at the current moment, there's way too many 85s, 86s, 87s that are in the game that are gold that you will pack, over packing a decent card. So, no, you're right. 100%, you'll get fodder at best. You're right, you might get one good one. But, yeah, it's it's unlikely. So, you to, 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 to turn it on its head, if I said to you, would you rather have a 20 times 85 or would you rather have a... Efig's team of the season player pick. Oh, I'd take, I'd, I'd take the pack, the twenty. If it's a times twenty, I'd take the pack. Well, that's what you're getting if you get the eight wins. Yeah, no, no. If it was an eighty-five times twenty, I would take the pack. That's what it works. Out. That's what it yeah, works. No, out. it doesn't know because it's separate. So you could pack ah, yes. cards twice. If you could yeah. guarantee me it was eighty-five times twenty, then it's a different story completely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but if it's two eighty-five times ten, no, potentially I'm still taking the pick. Potentially. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing. And I also think that you're going to probably end up having a bad FIFA experience if you're if you're someone who can get the eight wins with those teams. You're probably somebody who is getting eleven, and I think yeah. you're probably very frustrated um, with going about it. And and it really kind of leads us into that um, argument of of whether or not that that there is anything being creatively put into the game by EA. Now, I spoke earlier about a card called Alvarez um, plays in the Eredivisie, and he gets in a team every year, 
um, despite never really achieving much or doing much. And the reason I think that they turned the strikers into centre-backs is because the level of contempt that they have for the FIFA audience is so high that they can just give us anything and we'll be happy. And it kind of feels a bit like that in terms of how these cards and these players have come out. Um, it, it feels like they're just copying cards from previous campaigns, going back FIFA after FIFA, dropping them in. Um, we've had flashbacks to flashbacks. We've had um, the same cards coming out in promos, this Eden Hazard, you know, just these clown school promotions of players that just there's no diversity and in that lack of diversity comes a lack of creative squad building you know yeah yeah i think you're right i think like an alvarez i think that card is put there just to sell just to try and potentially sell packs to get a mexican player i don't think he's there for any other reason you know, I think that's that's potentially is based around being him being Mexican. That's why he gets it. He's in a fun, you know, he's in a funny league. You know, he's not in MLS. He's not in Mexico. Everything like that. So he's out of his comfort zone, and that's you know that then appeals to a certain market. But like, yeah, like you said, it's everything that EA does recently is just laziness. It's just lapsadaisical, and you get the same cards all the time. You know, yeah. there's, there's loads of stuff. You know, that we're going to go through and some of the changes and stuff like that are things I do, but. You know, it's laziness. You know, there's there doesn't seem for a company the size of EA, there's no one's there's like no one's got any creativity. That's what kills this game. It it reminds me of like the meat and pie industry in Britain in the 19th century, where they were just like they can't afford anything else. They don't have any other options, so they're going to eat what we give them. Yeah. And if they complain, so what? Where else are they going to go? Like we've exactly we've right. we've got you. What are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna go and play a different football game. You'll be back. Yeah. Or you're gonna go and play Lego football. You'll get bored. You're gonna want to use. You're gonna see a shiny promo. You're gonna miss FIFA, and you're gonna come back to us. And unfortunately, until like I said, until there is a rival, and it doesn't even have to be a good rival, until yeah. there's a rival that people can go and be like, I can kick a ball round. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. break. Holy shit. But until then, like, I've never known people to be spending so much on FIFA points. I, I've never seen the level of spend from people that control. I've seen it's this way year. Out of control, yeah. And the, 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 the narrative has now shifted from, oh, I buy a game and I play it and I enjoy it, to I buy a game and then I might buy a season's pass because I love playing this game and I want to get the new maps too. Oh, well, I don't go out. So if I was going to go out, I might spend 60 quid. So what's the harm in me spending £60 at home? Okay, well, the harm in that is that, one, you're engaged in a passive experience because that £60 has gone so fast that you've not even had time to enjoy what you've got from it. So if you were to go out, you would get to experience different environments, different people. You would get to have your senses stimulated in new and exciting ways and and i really just want to address the friends of the show and just say stop equating fifa to a night out 
Stop equating FIFA to a bag of drugs. Stop equating FIFA to other things and equate it to what it is. A yeah. game that's going to be dead in two and a half months. And if, if you're spending money on it now, you, you just, you, you, you're hurting yourself. Because the yeah, game is not going to be around for much longer. If you're going to spend money and you want to be somebody that drops a lot of cash, do it the first month. At least then your gold players are going to be worth something. At least yeah. then you're going to recoup some of your money. But don't do it now, please. Oh, no, we should we should, we shouldn't be spending. We should not be spending the current state of this game. We shouldn't be spending money on this game. Um, it's been like that for a while. We sh- we shouldn't be spending money, but we do because it's that sheer hope that you're going to pack someone big. But the you know that point now, you pack that Pele. All right, fair enough. Yes, it's a cracking card, but. Not saying that money gets you laid, but you know, there's probably younger guys. You know, when you know, I used to go out all the time. I still play FIFA and stuff like that. But you know, we went for that last episode. But you know, that sixty pound, you go out, you have a good night out, things like that. You know, I haven't been out for a while, so you know, it's a lot more than that now. But it's you know, you're still going to have a good time for that sixty quid. You're not going to sit there and go, "Fuck me, I've got Edison as my best card in my twenty pound pack." Oh well, well I'll do this. See, I was never going to do. Yeah, you could be out talking to someone and that woman then 10 years later is your wife. Well, I know that's 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 a, a wild scenario, but it's not, you know, you'll have people sitting there that will sit at home and just play this game and pour all their money into this game when there's a big world out there that you could go and spend money on. I'm lucky, you know, I've already done all that. And, you know, and I've got, I've got my missus and my kids, everything like that. And, you know, I spend a bit of money on the game that I probably shouldn't do, but... There's the world so much bigger than FIFA. Yeah, but she has to understand that when you used to go out, you used to spend that money, and it's been ten years, and we don't go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> you don't get laid as much, but you know, it's there's so much better way to spend money than buying fucking FIFA points on this shit ass game, right? There's buy so coins. much more. Buy fucking coins. Just buy yeah. coins. Yeah, that's buy, what I mean. Spend eighty quid on two million coins and just go and buy the fucker you want. Like, yeah. trust me, Prime VR is three hundred thousand fucking coins. Yeah, like, it is, you yeah. can yeah. get some serious shit. Yeah. So, talking about sort of reminiscing and things like that, one of the things I wanted to talk about is kind of like remembering the lengthy era. Yeah. So, I'm glad I've got you here because, like, I've I've been somebody that's been a, a real big proponent of lengthiness all the way yeah. through. Like, um, as much as the patch made everything else come forward, I was still like, yeah, it's still there. Like, I'm still yeah. slapping people with Osiman. Like, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, he's still fast. Um, I, What did you feel like at the start of it when, when it when it became clear that you could play the way you wanted? Um, I mean, it, I was... I was ha- I was sad at the right beginning because I I think I went in the last episode I packed Vinny before the game started and that's what made me buy the game because I thought oh my god he's going to be amazing this year got into the game and he was shit because lengthy was a thing um, but then I started using I packed Gold Kane right and he started off and I started using him and I was like there's something here you know a card that I've never really used before a type of card I've not been able to use because you put yourself at disadvantage using them cards. Um, and do you know, it made the game fun. Yes, it was probably painful for a hell of a lot of people because you've gone from years of, like I said earlier, of using Mendy, 
and these cards that were small and they were rapid and they were overpowered. You know, Walker's another prime example of defenders. Um, you know, you had to have quick wingers and things like that. But, you know, someone like Os- um, Dembele, prime example, right winger. You see that before in past FIFAs and you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, I'm in for a, I'm in for a shitter here. If you've got a big solid centre-back or a big solid left-back, you didn't have to worry because they couldn't just knock it past you and go because you'd just slap them out of the way and it wouldn't matter. Um, and, you know, from my point of view is I've got to use so many players this year that I've never, ever used in a FIFA in an online capacity. It's been fantastic for me. I, I'm same as you. I was not one of these adopters that when they did the upgrades, they went, oh, my God, Linkley's not a thing anymore because it still is now and we're in June. Um, and, you know, I can use a lengthy striker better than a than a small explosive striker as it is now. Um, and from my point of view of being a very basic bitch when it comes to how I play FIFA, I don't have to worry about the skill moves and stuff like that. It's It brought another avenue to the game. That's probably why I've not moaned about gameplay this year. Because I don't have to rely on a good server to play good FIFA. Don't have to rely on that because I don't. I'm not spamming skill moves and I'm not left seat dribbling. I'm just playing basic football. So from that point of view, you know, I can see why people would complain because you know there's issue with the gameplay. I'm not going back into that, but you know, from my point of view, it's it's brought a new idea to FIFA that has been missing for a lot of years. And I know there's a lot of people of my age. We see them on Twitter. There's a lot of people of my age that play a very similar style of football to what I play, and you know, it's been refreshing for us to you know to have that great new avenue of players to use it, for me it brought the lethality of Lewandowski Kane yeah. to light and it and it one of the things in FIFA that's always frustrated me and talking about the start of the game I went the complete opposite way every previous FIFA I would always start off with a 3-2-1-2 two, two, because fullbacks were cheaper than wingers and big guys were cheap and you yeah. just hoof it into the box and head the ball and hope. Um, <laughs> I went the opposite direction. I was like, I'm ahead of the game. I've got Moriel <laughs> up front. It's all going to be different this year. Yeah. And he got bitch slapped. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, okay, well, let's see what these lengthy cards are about. And I used Osterman. And I was like, holy shit. Like, And this was before people realized, and he wasn't that expensive. And I was like, this is a, this is a game changer. Yeah. And one of the things for me that I found so innovative was was tactically that I could now I could I I could now play lengthy strikers as wingers. And yeah. I could drop my striker to centre forward and I could essentially have two strikers cutting in from the Messi and Ronaldo positions of right and left wing. Yeah. Um but what that also meant was that I could play a much higher line. Because if there was going to be a ball over the top, then I wanted to make sure that there was space for either my goalkeeper or yeah. my lengthy centre-backs to be able to chase somebody down. Yeah, and catch up. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and because of the massive advantage of lengthy, it made real-world centre-backs superstars. It made Ruben Diaz, the Ruben Diaz we see in the Premier League, yeah. you know, this, this dominating figure that really doesn't seem like he's that fast or that athletic, but you combine that defensive awareness with that top speed and, and he was just chasing people down. He was demolishing people. And for me, it was like 
it was like a renaissance, like a renewal of that sort of FIFA 15, 16 Mandzukic at Bayern when you could just yeah. cross the ball into him and he would just head it in for you every time. Or when you used to play fullbacks at, at fullback, uh, sorry, <laughs> centre-backs at fullback on like yeah. FIFA 13 and things like that. And I really felt like the game had moved into a really exciting era. Um, and that era was, for me, one of the more glorious ones where certain players really started coming to light. So... I was thinking from a defensive perspective. I don't know if you remember um, the Alaba card, the centre-back yeah. Alaba card. Now, there were two versions of that, and yeah. one could be lengthy and one couldn't. And if you were a fool, you got the one that couldn't be lengthy. Yeah, yeah. You got the lengthy one. He never got beaten. He only had 88 sprint speed. Yet somehow, as a lengthy card, he never got beaten. As soon yeah. as that patch came in, which we're going to get to in a bit, it was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, changed. But there was this glory period. And for me, the glory period is always highlighted by the... Uh, how would I describe him? That big fucking cunt from La Liga with the 84 inform. Uh, yeah. Alexander Soloff. Now... To the uninitiated, which was me, I was like, I'm going to fucking spank this fool. (laughs) And then the balls would come over the top. Now, as somebody who probably did a lot of those balls over the top and demolished people, how did you feel having Soloff in your hands then? Um, I didn't play over the top. I played quite ground football, but again, I'd play it between... You know, I, I found out very early... That what Soloff could do and how to utilize him. And, you know, you could see people setting up and stuff like that, and they've got a slightly smaller defender. And I'd stood there and I'd rubbed my hands because I knew exactly what was going to happen. You know, I've no I've been an advocate of 424 this year because I felt that 442, the white the wingers didn't stay wide enough, they tucked in too much. So, you know, from my point of view, is the 424, I very narrow on defense, very wide on offense. So all that happened is the wingers went diagonally out took the fullbacks straight out which then split monstrous holes for Sorloff to literally just run through and you know he's well I can't remember what the 84 was but it was just a stupid stupid card that was so overpowered to be an 84 um and he he, he was gone you couldn't get it wasn't the fact that oh you get out jeweled he was gone before you could even you know think about it and he's so le- he's shooting so lethal that I said to you that I didn't know when I started using 84, I didn't know which one was his weak foot and he only had a four-star weak foot. I didn't, I couldn't tell you what his strong foot was because he was so good with, with either foot. So, you know, if you didn't work that Soloff card out, you were at such a disadvantage because you didn't know how to defend it. And I think that's the key. If you don't use the card you don't, and you don't know anything about it, you don't know how to defend it. And there's nothing worse than playing a card you've got no idea how to defend because it will cut oh. you to pieces. I I didn't know how to defend him, and he did cut me to pieces. And yeah, uh, yeah. and but what I remember about that card is I remember that card being about thirty five grand, yeah, and not being that expensive. But then his next inform came out, and it was like hundred and thirty grand. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like seven. Yeah, it's mad expensive. I packed it red, so I was more than happy. But people caught on very very quickly, and. What what do you think were the best parts of that era for you in terms of um, how you got to play the game? 
Um, I mean, I got to play the game how I wanted to play the game. I think that's the key. Like, so I didn't have to manufacture my style in any particular way. I didn't have to use particular players. I could I could use who I wanted because there wasn't you know there wasn't the big difference between if you used you know like a Lewandowski, if you used him, you could still play with him. So you weren't at a disadvantage. You know, you were always making up for that in other areas. You had to have stronger players in other areas to make up for that. But you know, with this, where you had such a wide range of player base, you weren't stuck to just using that certain type of player. And that brought me so much joy because I could play how I wanted to play. There's nothing worse than trying to manufacture a game because you're never going to get joy out of it. If you're having to manufacture it and work hard at trying to play the game your way, you're never going to get joy out of it. You know, gaming should be gaming what it yeah. always used to be like we said with Pez yes it should be hard but you should be able to just come and play the game you shouldn't be smashing controllers shouldn't be smashing desks and stuff like that that's not what gaming is no no and, and that's, uh, you know, that's romanticised by these moronic TikTok street and streamers and stuff like that and it's you know that's it's made to look like oh that's what you should be doing because you're a complete bellend but it shouldn't be you should be there to play a game to enjoy the game because you work for a living yeah Gaming shouldn't be a task. It should be getting away from your tasks. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's that's how I want a game. And that's, you know, having lengthy and stuff like that in the game, that was what I got to do. So from that point of view, yeah, it's, you know, actually being able to enjoy gaming is, is my real key from that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I found it to be just such an innovative way of playing the game. Like, I was like, oh, my God, you found a fucking balance. Like, these yeah, guys... You've got options. You had options. Real... Yeah, they're not donkeys. Like, there's a reason Giroud has all them fucking goals for France. <laughs> exactly, there's a reason yeah. Lewandowski was cherry-picked from fucking Dortmund to go to Bayern because he finds the back of the net. And it was always that thing of, like, lethal but ineffective everywhere else. And that kind of leads us into the next bit. And this is kind of like, what I, I, I kind of think of like the dark era of lengthy. And it began with a patch yeah. Um, where they said they hadn't done anything to the game. Do you remember them saying that? Yeah, I do. And I, uh, and I think everyone panicked and went, oh my God, they've nerfed lengthy. But, you know, and then, then it became very, very apparent very, very quickly that they didn't, but they buffed they buffed the explosive and the controlled. That was where the difference was. They buffed it. They didn't nerf the lengthy at all, I don't think, personally, but they buffed those two to bring them more in line. I personally, Accelerate is the best thing that FIFA have put in their game for a good few years. Like, it's, From my point of view, it's one of the best things they've put in their game because it's opened up so many different players to us to use, which is what you want. You don't want someone using the same players every single game because it's tedious fullbacks at center back i actually <laughs> had a theory about this um and yeah. it was to do with the chemistry system um I, this is a wild theory i think they changed the chemistry system because of what was happening in the pro fifa scene um okay. i think when people started using Vieira at center back from yeah. the start of the game and was on seven chemistry i think oh. that people noticed and I think EA noticed it, and they were like, we don't want our game represented in this way in the online arena. And I think that that is part of the reason why they changed the chemistry system, you know, just to uh, prevent people from making these 
unrealistic leaps of fullbacks at centre back and things like that. So accelerate really changed that, um, but in a really good way. Um, you know, accelerate also brought us this new dimension of the game. And when they, as I like to say, fucking broke the game, um, they they the only, only EA could break a game by patching it and fixing it. But in my <laughs> yeah. opinion, they broke it because we then saw this this era developing, this Alawarian era of, oh, we're just going to drive down the byline and then we're just going to cut it back, which then made people have deeper defences and deeper defences that are more compact are harder to break down. And then this leads to the counter-attack meta. And then ultimately it led to where people were playing 5-4-1, which is yeah. kind of where we're at now. And and I just want to ask you this question is that if, do you think, I mean, this is impossible, but do you think that if EA saw how their game was going to end up at this stage, taking it out the, the financials? Yeah. Do you think that they would have pushed through with that patch in the system? Um, yeah. So I've, I'm with EA, right? I, I've, I, do you know what? They're, they're scumbags. But I don't think at any point this game is put in a position that they do not want it in. From a, from a personal point of view, I think everything they do is, it seems like it's a shit show. But personally, I think it's it's manufactured to always be where they want it to be. Um, last year was the prime example when they when they crashed the market at Christmas, when they bought that that icon pack out and they crashed the market purposely. They bought those packs, rare player packs, wasn't it? Yeah, I packed a drug bar and it absolutely crucified the market. But they did that to put the market where they wanted the market. This is this is the thing with VA. We think they're clueless morons, which nine times out of ten they are, but there's some they have a idea of where they want this market and you know where they want the game in general. They don't, you know, otherwise it would be completely different. Because if the players were in control of this game, it wouldn't be in the shit show it's in. Yeah. It wouldn't be. For me, it's like they have the best people in the money side. Like yeah. the people in charge of like, how do we maximize profits? They're recruiting the best of the best from the oh, best yeah. industries. But when it comes to content, it doesn't feel like they're recruiting anyone. It just feels like there's a guy that goes, what players did we have in this last year? Who's popular this year? Okay. It's the fucking janitor who's fucking running the content. I'm convinced that's, it's ridiculous. I don't think there's somebody of that high level skilled. Um <laughs> I'm telling you that you know, I think what they have is that they have a monkey that yeah. has diarrhea and the monkey's on a, on a rope swing and uh, they feed it full of burritos and they just push the swing in a circle and it does like a pentagram thing. And yeah. wherever the biggest piece of shit lands, that's what the promo is. <laughs> I, I yeah, genuinely think it's it that basic. Scandal, isn't it? I think it's that basic. But I, I, I think that they would have they would have pushed through with it purely because their poster boys were suffering. Yeah. Um Mbapp wasn't that good in the game. Um, you know, Finney, he wasn't yeah. That, yeah, yeah, they weren't that great. And I think that there may have been some pushback on them as well, saying, like, why am I why am I the face of your game and why am I not the best player in the game? Yeah. Like, why are people using this guy from Real Sociedad instead of me? 
Yeah, it's like Trent. Trent's a prime example. Normally horrific on FIFA because he's too slow, always shit. But this year, you could use him. I used his goals. You know, you could actually use him this year rather than, you know, you've got no hope of using them. So, but, you know, does that sell a FIFA pack? Yeah, his his Centurions card was great. Yeah. And and I just want to sort of draw it to, the, to, to a close on that and just say that for me, it was the best time I had ever had on FIFA. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never had more fun than that era. Yeah. And I loved it. And I got to have the most incredible tactics. I got to play the most incredible way in this full-on, full attacking game with attacking fullbacks and attacking midfielders and, and centre-forwards that just sort of sewed it all together. And now I just kind of feel like I'm playing like a really slow game where I'm just waiting for my opportunity to force the pass into a gap to shoot. Yeah. That's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Now, one of the things I want to talk about before we get into the, the, the the last bit here, which is the, 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 where essentially you're going to take over. You're you're going to be the host for a bit. So, (laughs) you know, we're putting a lot of faith in you, man. Um, But one of the things I wanted to talk about was the changing pack mentality. Now, during team of the season, we had a lot, of untradeable packs, a fucking large amount of untradeable packs. And what that helped to do was maintain the price of your weekend league rewards, where because there wasn't as much on the market, the stuff that you got in your packs was falsely held up due to them reducing the amount of supply. Yeah. Yet this week, we've seen practically nothing but tradable packs in the store. Why Why do you think this is? Do, do, do you think that it was a way to keep people in during team of the season and, and keep them thinking that their rewards were better than they were? Or do you think that the market is in such a shitty place in terms of the volume that, that it really kind of needs this to enable the crafting side of the game to go on? Yeah, I th- you know, I'm just looking at this, that pack now, that summer jumbo ultimate pack is obscene, right? So, yeah, I know the other one's got a guaranteed triple eighty eight or whatever, you know, whatever it is, but this thing's got 70 items, all players, all gold, all rare, and it's 250k coins and there's eight of them. And that's tradable, 70 rare golds, all in one pack. It's that's nuts, you know. That's that's designed to drive the market down. There's no, you know, that's designed to put supply on the market. There's no other, there's no other reason for that because we've been getting those packs untradeable throughout the team of, you know, throughout the team of the season, um, and that kind of keeps it where it is. So, but that's designed to make you keep buying packs. These are designed to fill the market back up again. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with you're you. Right, I think that's I- where it is. And I think it's devalued the the promotion as well because yeah. we've seen the, the the just the catastrophic fall in prices from where they were, and I really feel for people who, you know, during team of the season would buy a card and would see a drop in price, but they wouldn't see a massive drop in price because yeah. the supply wasn't there. And it's like, oh, if you bought Lewandowski for four hundred k, then before ultimate team of the season, there's probably a good chance you might sell him for three fifty. And it's not that much of a loss. But with the price of these cards coming out, it's like, um, who did I pack? Bayi. I got really excited. I was like, oh, I wonder what, <laughs> how, wonder, nice I wonder what he's worth. And I looked up and I was like, oh, 
why is that? Like, he looks a good card. He looks a yeah. great, he looks a great card. You know, he looks like somebody that could do a job. He looks like somebody that you could free somebody up from defense and push forward. It, it just looked like a really good card. Yeah. Not good enough for me to fucking put him in my team. Yeah. You know, because I'm also going to look at the price and go, there's a reason is that price. Like, there's a reason why he's 70 grand. Like, yeah. otherwise, he'd be more because he's in a league where people really want those kind of players. But then you look at the league and you go, well, I've, there's Fafana and he's immense and there's Verratti and he's immense. And, yeah. you know, do I really need that card? And then that just compounds it even more. And I just, I just feel for people who are seeing the value of their rewards be depreciated by almost like um like a dictatorship which is what it is it kind of feels like a mocking dictatorship where they decide what your currency is worth and sometimes there's rapid inflation and the loaf of bread is 15 pound and sometimes there's massive depreciation and the loaf of bread's 15p and yeah. There never seems to be like a, a, a valid reason outside of we didn't think this through. You shouldn't. You should not be disappointed to pack a special card. That's that's the key line. Shouldn't yeah. be disappointed to pack a special card. That's the whole idea. You know, like all right, if you open a pack of Pokemon cards and you get a special card, highly unlikely you're going to be disappointed, really, unless it's a dupe. But you know, we can go out and pack a special card and you're pissed off because it's crap. That and it shouldn't be that. We shouldn't be that way. No, but you are. You're just like, oh, I got, I got a left back here. Oh, fucking marvelous! And it's like I've had two, I've had two of the lefts and two of the rights, and I'm pissed off because that's four icons I've packed, and they're all absolute shit. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way. Should not be that way. Why did they not make Hierro lengthy? Fuck, honestly, so dumb, so dumb. But I'm glad we got to talk about the packs a little bit. Now. I am tr- been privately encouraging Mouse to go and do his own podcast because I think he's got a lot to say and I think that he's got some amazing mates who have a lot to say as well and I think he could have a lot of fun doing it. So last week, Mouse was kind enough to to come so prepared that there were so many things he wanted to talk about in the game that he didn't get a chance to. So I'm going to hand the show over to Mouse and I'm going to be his guest for the next... 15, 20 minutes, or however long it takes, while he talks us through changes that the game needs, but we won't necessarily get because they're not profitable. So, Mouse, it's nice to be a guest on your show. Thank you very much for your kind words. Um, So, yeah, when obviously Doc asked me to come on the podcast, I wanted to, you know, be prepared because I'd rather write stuff down because I'll end up forgetting it otherwise because I'm old as shit. But so, I just want to go through some bits that. A lot of you probably echo to me. Some of it you won't, but you know it's it's kind of the stuff that needs to happen in the game. But very rarely it's going to happen because as I went through the list, every time I went and go, well that hurts going to ha- hurt pack pack buying. It's going to hurt every single one. You know most of the things that are wrong with the game are directly linked to to pack weight. Um, so. I mean, there is some stuff. I mean, a lot of you guys will be integrated into Twitter as as we are. But the problem is, I think we we kind of forget that we're a small minority of the player base. You know, EA don't 
don't care about us necessarily because we're the most vocal and we we get the most information but we're also a bit of an echo chamber because we kind of have the same opinions as well (laughs) exactly yeah so but i mean i think there's there's stuff inside our community that you know even we should do like leaks from a point of view of ea the leaks are only there because ea want them there right this is what we've got to remember i mean everyone gets pissed off at sheriff and no one that gets angry at the deputy because he's a legend, but he's a knobhead. Um, I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> deputy <laughs> poison. He is a leaker. Whoever's in charge of that account, you can fucking blow me. But yeah, from that point of view, is you know we get he's getting his information from somewhere. He's not some magic spy that's infiltrated Vancouver. He's being fed this information because EA are too lapsedaisical with their information. But again, you know that reduces from us the special cards, you know, because we know who's coming. There's no surprise of who's coming. And then, you know, that hope is something only on Twitter, but it still hurts us from an overall gameplay point of view. You know, Doc's nodding at me, so I'm presuming he feels exactly the same. Very much, mate. Very much. Um, I'm I'm nodding because I'm just in agreement with you big time. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, I think it does. It does hurt, you know, it does hurt us, you know, like Twitter today, anyone that's been on, on the foot Twitter side of things is probably sick to death of everyone trying to clickbait about compensation. Yeah. If this was any other part of the game that was not linked to the store, you'd all be getting bans because you've exploited a glitch. Yeah, we've spotted something. You know, when it happened with foot champs, everyone got bans. Yeah, when they exploited that glitch with foot champs with the no losses and stuff like that. But because it's to do with the store, Again, they're not going to do anything about it because that you guys have made EA so much money by going buying points and buying cart, you know, buying packs in different languages. It's made them more money than that compensation. They don't give a shit about this. At what cards are in this game right now? That's why we've got tradable packs in the store again because they don't care. But the problem is we've then got oh yeah, let's all go and buy it in another language because we're going to get compensation back. But that just becomes again part of the problem. But but also, you know, people need to recognize that you're giving over actual money for something that costs them zero to produce. Exactly. It's yeah. just a digital thing that you already have on your computer. It's already yeah. on your Xbox. It just changes from gray. <laughs> if, it makes e- if it makes EA money in their bank account, it's not a mistake. Yeah, a mistake costs them money. If it makes them money, it doesn't, you know, that, that's not costing them. That's not costing them anything um anti-cheat system we've all been in various different games this year where the players have disappeared or you're playing the computer or things like that but if you're cross-play where do you report them issues you can go to EA help and they do absolutely fuck all but why is there nothing in in game that you can report these players unless there is and i've missed it but you know there isn't that i've not encountered it I've not encountered it. When I had crossplay turned on, it was like, why am, Why is this happening? Why are these people like this? Why are these glitches happening? And it was like, oh, these people know how to exploit cheats. Well, okay, I don't have a problem with the people exploiting cheats. I have a problem with EA who's letting the fucking exploit through. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's, there's you know, they're anti-cheat system, they say it, but it, it's just, you know, it, it happens in all gaming, you know, throughout, you know, Call of Duty, everything like that. It does happen, but... There's got to be a way to report it. We can't just be, you know, if it's on PlayStation, fine, we go and report them straight away. That's that's not an issue, or you know, Xbox, vice versa. But it boils down to their communication 
and the amount of times I see is like Shane and Hullet is probably prime examples of they're saying our oh, compensation's coming, but you know it can be six, seven days down the line. Why? Why is there not a daily update? Why does that FIFA direct communication go every day? Right. This is where we're at with the compensation. This is getting done today. This is what's going forward. If people know what's going on, they're more inclined to be more receptible to it. If you're kept in the dark, you're not going to be happy regardless. You know, I'm a manager and I've, you know, you learn that through the years. But from their point of view is just keep people in the loop. If yeah. they said to us, right, oh, those tots picks, you know, the top tots packs, right, we've got to deal with this, 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 this is going to happen in seven days time. We know when it's going to happen. We're not left wondering. And that's the problem. If everyone's left wondering, people start going, oh, this is happening, that's happening. And you get all the chaos that ensues from that. No, do you not feel, though, that maybe that's because in terms of ramifications for EA, if this was, say, uh, uh, a poisonous uh, bottle of cherry Coke, yeah, for example, um, Mouse's dog there, by the way, uh, giving, giving a shout out giving some love. Um, if you were to say drink a, a bottle of Diet Coke that made you sick, then you and every other sick person would get together and form a class action lawsuit. Whereas yeah. with FIFA, there isn't enough coordination. The EA don't put out the communications that are going to lead to them getting sued. Basically. No, you're and right. Yeah, you're right. Unless people bring it up, and I'm guessing that with the way that these compensations have been coming, because they never used to do that, that maybe people are getting lawyers to contact EA and go, oh, by the way, do you know you're in breach of contract because you said it was this and it's this. But I think that there needs to be like a a FIFA collective group that just sues EA <laughs> every time yeah. they make a mistake. Um, and, and I think that's probably one of the only ways that you're going to get them to, to listen from that perspective. But I hear what you're saying. You know, you're talking, why isn't there a better anti-cheat system? Um, you know, why isn't there better communication? Why isn't there um, better, uh, why, why isn't there a faster response time when it comes to these issues that they're creating and putting into the game? You know, I yeah. think these are all key points and I don't think these are things that affect FIFA point sales. I think these are simply things that would make the game better and probably lead to more FIFA point sales. Yeah, I think, that, yeah, to keep, to keep us happy. You know, even a, a working window, right? You know, we're we're looking. You know, if they say we're we're aiming to get this sorted within seven days, just an idea, not a hang it out there. We will deal with this at some point in the future, just to give us some kind of working window. That's you know, that's that's just a, a simple thing that can be done immediately. You know, like content control why is there not someone that checks it before someone hits the button why simple you know, things it comes out at 6 p.m here all right fair enough that's past our 5 p.m right but it's not in america where it's coming from it's the middle of their day yeah this is what i mean it's early early in their day so why is there not someone that sits there and goes right i'm i'm pretty sure they could employ someone who reads every you know for every language that it goes out in sit there and go right does this say the right thing yes it does right send it does it say the right thing? Oh, no. Change it. Send it. It's it's simple. It's absolute simple. No other company in the world would get away with it. They're not using Google Translate, are they? <laughs> I reckon they might be. They might be. They could probably do a better job. That's probably using why they have the failures they do. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just copy just, and paste. Just, just slap it into Google and hope for the best. 
That's it. But I, I, I think these, these, these are changes that that any corporation that wishes to to keep going forward would make. And and I think that that what you're saying are just simple things that any organization that gets the amount of money they do out of anything would put back. Yeah, you shouldn't push um, your customer base off. That's that's the key rule of any any kind of you know. End of the day, it's it's retail in a sense because you're buying from them. So, you know, it's just keep keep us happy, and you know, we're more inclined. You know, you'd be more inclined to spend more, play more, and everything like that. But yeah, this ends why I started with these ones because they're ones that could potentially be sorted without harming their, you know, their actual sales of the of the FIFA points. Um, I think they're great points. Yeah. Um, so there is one other one. So people say about getting free wins for draws. Okay. This is a massive bugbear within the community. Okay. I, I don't think you should get a free win for someone leaving for a draw. I don't think you should, because if that happens, it opens up to people cheating the system. That's what it opens up. It opens up you going in trying to steam, like, you know, start to get in the same game and then quit and stuff like that. It will never work. What it should be, personally, in my opinion, is if you leave it a draw, you then get time banned. That's a really good idea. So, say you quit one game, you get you get timed out for thirty minutes. You then quit another one, you get timed out for an additional hour. It will stop it immediately. All right, you'll probably have to play banded opponents. Get that, but you'll get the win. You won't you won't get a draw out of it. You'll get a win, and if not, you'll get a game of FIFA. So you kind of win win doing that scenario. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. And you could maybe even make it longer for weekend league. Yeah. Like if, if, if you do it in weekend league, like if you leave it nil-nil, you leave it 1-1, like um, then you should get maybe like a six-hour ban. Yeah, you you should hurt the people that are doing it, not not reward the people that it's happening to, if that makes sense. Because you, do you, you, don't, the... lose, you don't lose anything, do you? By someone leaving it nil-nil, you don't lose anything. Do you remember the black kit controversy of a few years ago? Yeah. This this was for those who don't friends of the show don't know, I'll just very briefly explain. There was a really dirty thing that professionals did where they would have two black kits. And this was in the days when you could see your opponent's kit. And if you went into a lobby and you had two black kits, then you were a high level FIFA pro. And then pros would pull out of those games because they knew that the people they were coming up against were also pros, so why not just take an easier win? And I think that that your point about people cheating the system is exactly that, that you could probably have people that would be willing to set up two PlayStations um, and yeah, would be yeah, willing yeah. It would be willing to just wait until they match themselves and quit, um, you know, in the hopes that they could get to where they wanted to get to. Um, Miles, I've loved having your dog on the podcast, by the way. We love dogs. We love dogs yeah, here. Well, she she just loves you, man. She's 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 oh, no. for, for, for those who can't see, the dog makes the most adorable little noise with its with its claws as it runs around, and it is a beautiful <laughs> dog. And we are huge fans of dogs on this podcast, uh, especially considering the way that FIFA is. We love a good dog. And uh, what's your dog called? <laughs> um, Olive. Olive. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Olive is anyway, a beautiful right. dog. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just love dogs. That's all right, that's all right. <laughs> um, so, chemistry. I mean, I think that's one other one. That's it. She's she's coming to say hello. Hello. Oh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's a Jack. 
cross miniature dachshund. Well, for those that can't see, it is a dog that is so full of love and life and has the most beautiful coat, and it has that that look of a dog that is just adored. Beautiful dog. She is. Um, She is. So last last few bits on this. So, right, chemistry. Um, Obviously, you should be well aware how I feel about chemistry. Personally, I think Mm -hmm. it should just be abolished. It's called ultimate team for a reason. If you want to play, if you want to play Mbappe and Haaland at centre back, fucking play in there because it's hurting you. It's not hurting anyone else. But let's just get rid of it. You know they've trimmed it down now. It's not happening in SBCs as much. Everything like that. I just get rid of it. Yeah, I agree Personally, with you. I, I don't see the point in it anymore because you know I can prove that you don't need it on every card. Just from what I've done, you know, with with Solov this year. So personally, I think that that should just be abolished now and just don't worry about it. Play your best eleven players and. About it. Um, going forward, Mouse, and with yeah. the way that you've got players going off to these crazy leagues, uh, into Miami with Messi, Aldo yeah, and El Nasa, there's no chemistry. You can just drop those guys in. Yeah, you can, so, yeah, and not have to worry and not be at a disadvantage. No, not at a disadvantage. And again, it would help FIFA point sales because the value of a card would change. It wouldn't be, oh, he's a good card for the Premier League. It'd be like, oh my God, have you seen that left back from the Eredivisie? He just has to be in my team, you know? Um, yeah, would be, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I think that's how people would react to that. Um, that's a really good idea, actually. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. So what, what, are you, what are the, some of the things that you think would, would hit them in the pocket? Um, abolishing team of the week. I think it should be abolished. Yeah. Personally, I think they hold no value now apart from being into SBCs and having to do them, you know, trying to pack them to use them in SBCs and also their higher value on the market helps, obviously, EA. Um, I think we should go back to what, similar to what Pro Evo used to have. All right, just just, but if they have a good week, you've got options. You could boost their base card. Mm-hmm. Again, that would still help them in sales because if you're boosting a gold card for a week, yeah, if you boost that card and you've already got it, happy days. If you haven't got it, you might want to go and buy it. So again, that's kind of win-win for them. But then we take away that team of the week card that's absolutely useless or give them decent enough boosts that they're actually usable. No point in having a team of the week card. Team of the week card should be given that so they're usable. All right, if you've got a 64 rated card that's had a great week in real life, Give them an 85 rated card. Yeah. Or just give them an 85 rated card. Give them a 74 rated card that's mustard that he can then take into Silver Lounge or something. Yeah. Just, just, it, not just give him a minimal boost. It's pointless. And sort of to add on top of that, I mean, I think you'd probably have a much better system if you had like performer, performance of the week, goalkeeper, yeah. like um, young player of the week, and then you did that across eight leagues. And yeah. then you had 16 cards in packs every week that were the the, the two best players from each league. And then yeah. you would have a really interesting base of players to work from. I know it'd end up being really dominated by attackers and stuff like that, but yeah. who cares about centre-backs? Like, you so you got gold Virgil van Dijk and he's in your team for eight months, so what? <laughs> but, like, you know, there's, you could do it the other way. You could change the promo cards to the team of the week's. Right, okay, this team of the week, you've got into team of the week this week. Right, we're not doing team of the weeks anymore, but next week's promo, you're in the promo. Yeah. We'll give you a fresh give you a fresh bunch of cards because you can't win, obviously, multiple team of the weeks back to back. You'll have different cards all the time. Put them into the promo cards. Do it no. that way. So so say it's shapeshifters, the players, you know, from last week, all right, they go into they go into that promo. 
because you can keep it, you know, not secret, but, you know, that's another side of it, the leaks. But, you know, that that should happen. It's Team of the Week is completely dead. Apart from going into an SBC or you're trying to chase an Mbappe or whatever else, that's kind of it. Antiquated. Yeah. It belongs to a different time. A yeah, time it does, yeah. And it's actually gone, meant something. Yeah, and we've gone past that now because of how much is slapped into packs all the time and the amount of special cards there is. They don't, like we said earlier, don't have the value anymore. Shouldn't be disappointed to get a promo card. Yeah, like these orange cards. It's just yeah. pretty, pretty fodder. Oh, the, the Fanta cards, yeah. It's just, just absolutely pointless, aren't they? Like that in Kunku, 88. How many cards has he got above that in game? It's just an absolute pointless card. Oh, um, 60 pace. It's coming. <laughs> um, grindable cards. So I remember that 88 um, Future Stars Ocean Man is the one that I always remember. Mm-hmm. From 19 or 20, isn't it, I think? Um, yeah. It was yeah. so hard to grind, and it took ages to grind. But once you got there, that card was amazing. Yeah, Summer Heat Mendy, that 93 that you had to grind your way up. That's the cards we need in the game constantly. Yeah, I wouldn't care. If I had a card, you know, that I had to go and win 100 games, you know, bollocks having 100k for winning 300 friendlies, put a decent card in there. Yeah, do you remember Politano? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another one as well. That's what I mean. Just play the game to get those cards <clears throat> because everyone will go out and do them and you'll get engagement in the game. And again, that's not going to hurt packs out as, as much, you know, but stuff like that to actually grind the game to get, that's that's what we need in the game. We don't yeah. have anymore. Yeah, I, I see. It's, it's going to sound weird. I see so much more engagement in like 2K from people like the way they feel yeah, yeah. about 2k is so much yeah. more engaged than the way people feel about fifa yeah and and i think that, that that's got a lot to do with it you know it's, yeah. it's the, the grindable aspect the the way you can make i mean i know it's like you can go you're just one player in a team or you can control the team but still the the the, the enjoyment people seem to get out of that game is so much higher than the enjoyment yeah. people seem to get out of FIFA. And I'm not even saying it's a better game. I'm saying that they engage their audience in a better way. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, 100%. I think um, there's one here I think everyone will echo, which is um, untradeable dupe protection. For <sighs> high, only, but I don't think we could do it for normal packs, but for gamble packs, when it's an icon or it's a hero or it's a high-end card, you should have untradeable dupe protection you shouldn't you should not be packing a dupe 94 95 rated card you just shouldn't happen it's not fair it's not fair not when you're putting in say an 88 pack like those you know say that one that's just gone through now that you put in an 88 an 86 an 85 rated squad and you then get a 90 rated dupe come on it's not it's just not fair it's no. not fair on anyone. Uh, it's just, it should be there that you know they're saying next year that we're going to get that dynamic pack wait aren't we that's coming apparently. So the more packs you the more packs you open, the better your odds are of getting a high rate card. Yeah, I, so, I think I think that's only going to uh, apply to packs you buy. Packs. Yeah, it will because if that's if that's not the case, the likelihood of us getting league SBCs next year is gone. I don't. If think that's the case, it, no. If that's the case in every pack, those league SBCs will not return because they will not allow that. You spot, you sit there matching grinding them you by the time you grind to the end of it you'll have a ridiculous you know it'd be ridiculous so 
um, you know, I, yeah, I think that from gamble SBCs that you should be protected. I agree. Personally. Yeah, These I are really smart ideas. I know, but they'll never get implemented because they don't care about us. That's the well, then they're not nearly as counter. They're, they're actually see right now. EA is basically trying to get as much as they can out of the model that they have. Yeah. But anybody who had half a brain would say, how do I get even more money out of these people without them being pissed off at me? And this is a way of getting people to be more involved. Like, for example, imagine you could buy a trait from the store. Yeah. Buy a trait for your player. Maybe you want to give a player swerve passes. Well, you can buy one trait from the store, but you can only, you know, and you can either use your dynamic pack weight to get a good pack or you can buy a trait. Yeah and people would be more engaged. And I think that everything that you've said really is about making the game better. And, yeah, and, I, don't, for, yeah, and I, I don't think it's got any any real self-interest for you either. I think it's really quite egalitarian the way you're talking about it. It's a, a better game for everyone. Yeah, um, it is. And that's what we need, though, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, there's no point me just going, oh, well, I want this, I want that, I want that, because that's not going to benefit. If it just benefits me, it's never, ever going to happen. If it benefits the majority of our, you know, the community, then, you know, there's more likely that it's actually more people are going to buy into it. But then until EA say do, oh, all right, we're going to run, we're going to run a focus group with X amount of FIFA streamers or, or whatever else. And we're going to talk to them exactly about what's wrong with our game. Nothing's going to change because, you know, design, the, the graphic designers, everything like that, they don't care because they get paid for regardless but if you then get the guys in that you know people like Bateson right can't stand the guy he's got me blocked but he you know he, why can't he be used for good that he can go and sit down and they have a zoom call whatever else it is between five or six of these big streamers and they come to him and go right this is how the community feels I think it's That's, because they're, know, because they're, they're, listen. they're anointed by FIFA yeah yeah. So, you know, once they're in and they get the benefits of being in, they don't want to come back out. No. You know, and that's... But that's then if, EA, if EA cared about us, they could use them widely because they're seeing all these comments in their streams on their Twitter feeds, everything like that. They're perfect to then go back to EA and go, look, this is how they're feeling. But they won't use that because, like I said, because, like we said, EA don't care about us. They care no. about making money, and that's that's where the that's where the issue lies. You know, I put out an open letter for EA to employ me, and I'll I'll happily go and sort out their content control and stuff. But you know, in jest, but that's you know that's what it needs. It needs someone with a brain to go and look at this and go, well, that's ridiculous. It's going to cause absolute mayhem. Yeah, yeah, that's what it uh, needs. It needs a it needs a mouse. It needs a person of passion who isn't a selfish prick like say me. Um, who wouldn't just be like, all right, lads, fuck these guys. How do we make the most money? Um, we need people like you uh, going but in a there. Good, a good product will make you more money than a shit product. Yeah. It will make you more money. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the short-sightedness. Yeah. That, that, that they're not realizing that there's billions more to be made out of this game. Yeah. Like, why can't I buy an EA football shirt? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why can't I order an EA why can't I get an why can't I make my own ultimate team shirt and then order it from EA yeah that's what I mean there's, there's untapped amounts of money they could make if they cared but the problem is 
if they've got it easy with no viable competition, why would they change? Exactly. They don't need to, they don't need to change, do they? Because they're going to make record profits because there's the only option. Until they and get I, challenged, they yeah. won't. And and I think that that this this is all real talk about EA. Yeah. But obviously, we're coming to the end of the podcast now. But yeah. I always like to try and end on a positive note. And I think one of the things that I, that for me stands out the most is that these ideas of yours are some of the first ideas I've heard that are like I understand they're a company that needs to make money, but yeah, and I think that people maybe need to take your ideas and start hitting EA and being like, look, there's a guy here who understands your game and knows how you could be making more money, but you're too dumb to realize what needs to be done. Yeah. You know, I'd love to, I'd love my voice to be heard. You know, I'd love it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people with a lot of really good ideas that they're never going to get heard just because the sheer way we live and, and that they don't, they don't want to hear it. I think, you know, they'd want to hear it if their profits were going down and there was a viable alternative product on the market. They'd want to hear the ideas. Yeah, there's, Definitely. you know, they're called, like the focus groups, things like that. That's from a retail and, you know, from business side of things that they run because they want to know how to improve. But if you don't need to improve, they won't run them because there's no, no. need for it because it's just an extra expense that they don't need. I agree with so, you. I agree. And maybe with this license change and with how things are going to move forward, you might get a better game. And maybe with the FIFA shackles coming off, we might see a different kind of game next year. Yeah, we might, yeah. But Mouse, I just want to say that 100% you need to get out there with your boys, <laughs> Shane, yeah. Ryan, and you need to be talking to people because, man, you've got such an amazing, you've got a great voice, you've got great things to say. Um, uh, and I know that People would want to hear from you as much as possible. So I urge you, mate, to, to just we put will. something out your eyes peeled. Yeah, man. Even if it's just yourself doing little 10-minute videos every day, just talking about how you feel. I honestly, if I've learned anything from the friends of the show, is that you're rarely alone in your own opinion. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that agree with you and make you feel a lot less crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a bonus. Which, which is definitely how I feel. Um yeah. Mouse, where can the people find you? Um, Annoying Mouse eighty four is where I'm at on everything. What is? Why did you pick that name? So randomly, it's actually from my missus. Actually, so we were playing, we were playing Fortnite one day. Um, right? Okay. So and on Fortnite, on Fortnite, on Fortnite, you can actually be called anonymous if you want so she was she got killed in two games running and it was anonymous she, she was like it's anonymous 69 or something like that and she went oh this annoying mouse 69 keeps killing me right and it came in separate games so that's where it actually came from because she thought it was annoying mouse and it was actually anonymous and i found, obviously you know found it hilarious and that's that that was where it was born i love that and that is one of the best ways to end a show. And I also appreciate <laughs> your missus coming on the show a little bit because yeah. uh, you, you kind of threw her under the bus there a little bit. Yeah, um, a little bit. Um, you can find me at Dr. Foot PhD. Um, if you are a friend of the show or um, if you've just listened for the first time, um, if you could go and rate the show, uh, one star, five stars, if you want to leave a review of the show, if you want to get in contact with me, you want to get in contact with Mouse, and you can't find him on Twitter or anything like that, 
we'd love to hear back from you and um you know just remember that it's a game and if you find yourself in a situation where they release your favorite striker in the history of fifa as a center back just uh get good like mouse and uh remember it ain't nothing but a foot thing baby (laughs) good night